Hey boys, welcome to week 9 of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Power Rankings Podcast. Another great week in the books as we saw some tremendous games happen. So let's do a quick rundown of the week. First, Larry Fitz, no matter what, took down Light's Camara action. Team Hansen, the fake Team Hansen, took down Wentz for good juju. Skull Crushers put up the most points of the week and took down double Ds. Team Hansen, the real one, took down Hate Jeff. And OBJ a day keeps the doctor away, took down Team Rum Ham. We have a very tight league, as we always do. As right now, we have one team at 7-2, and two, two teams at 6-3, and three, one at 5-4, and four, and four teams at 4-5. and five. One team at 3-6, and six, and one team at 2-7. and seven. And that, my friends, is where we are going to get started this week, is with the team that is 2-7. and seven. This is no surprise. Brett, you are in last place. You're down two spots from week eight. Might have been a generous week eight, but I really thought maybe, just maybe, this team was just about to turn around. But my friend, you are the boulevard of broken dreams. This team just can't perform. No matter what you do, no matter what you try to do, two and seven is not going to get the job done. You also have the least amount of points forced in the league at 890. Crestner's team, who leads the league, has about 1,253. He's almost 300 more points forced than your broke-ass team. And that's all I'm really going to say. At 2-7, and seven, a goddamn miracle would have to happen to get you into the playoffs. At number 9... We are still on the Boulevard of Broken Dreams with Jeff's team. Down three spots from week eight. This team has fallen out of favor with the fantasy gods. He has lost four in a row. After starting off four and one in a prime position, his luck changed. And he's lost four in a row. Jeff, another year, another broken dream. Your team just couldn't do it this week. You put up 65.2 points. If it weren't for Brett's team being so miserable, this team would be at the very bottom. You had Hopkins, Howard, and Wentz. That was your top performers this week. And you know you're really not in a good prime position when Jordan Howard is your lead back. That's not that's not a winning formula. You're going to need more than Jordan Howard. Royce Freeman was in your starting lineup, my guy. Allen Robinson was MIA with another Bears missing in action week of Mitch Trubisky being horrible. 
You left Kenyon Drake on your bench with 26.2 points, but that still wouldn't have been enough to turn this ship around. Mark Andrews has fallen off the face of the earth, and really this team is just a sinking ship. A very, very big sinking ship. I don't know what's going to happen, but as of right now, it seems like the playoffs are a far stretch away. But the league is very close. It is so close, and, in fact, you're tied for second place in your division. Second place in your division will get you to the playoffs. But where you sit at in points allowed is not going to be good for any potential tiebreakers. Reese has outscored you by about 70 points, and so has Jake. You're going to need to do more than that, my friend. At number eight, we have Reese's team. Now, Reese is coming off a huge win. An absolutely monster win for Reese's team. He's now won one in a row. Moves himself into four and five and actually has the tiebreaker for second place. The only reason why I actually left you here at eight, Reese, which is actually down, or it's it's up one spot from last week. Um, it was a big win, but we all know that the Chiefs' buy is on the verge. It is coming up. And how are you going to survive that week? Now at four and five, you have Jeff's team this week. You get a win here that puts you at five and five. So can you survive that week where all your Chiefs players are left out? That's the question left to be seen. So for now, we're going to leave you here at eight and as a slow riser. At number seven, I have it as Mendo's team. But it could be my team. I have my team at six. It's close. Both of us are starting to kind of ramp up a little bit. I've won one in a row. Mendo has also won one in a row. We both had decent weeks this week. I put up 137. And Mendo's team put up 117. Russell Wilson put up 39.1. Damian Williams had his first team game of the season with 19.8. Maybe is it time that Shady McCoy is just slapped on the bench and they finally make Damian Williams the bell cow? Jarvis Landry's at 14.1. For my team, Lamar Jackson at 28.1. Devin Singletary at 21.5. And Emmanuel Sanders at 20.7. And looking into week 10, we play each other. So that will really determine week 10 on the power ranking. So right now it's a neck-and-neck race between our two teams. We both have similar situations. We have stud quarterbacks and a bunch of just no-name guys that are possibly good, possibly not. Devin Singletary, Damian Williams. Are they good or are they not good? Are they going to see the ball or are they going to be left out of the offense for the week? Not sure. Left to be unsaid. It's going to come down to a lot of our secondary players. It's going to come down to that quarterback matchup this week. You know, can Lamar Jackson compete with Russell Wilson? Can Russell Wilson compete with Lamar Jackson? You know, this is going to be a big matchup leading into the week for week 10, and that's ultimately going to determine week 10 power rankings. At number five, we have Jake's team. Jake's team just stayed put from week eight. It's never a bad sign, but he did take a big loss this week to Reese's team. It was only a five-point loss, and so I think that's why I left you in favor here. You know, you're separated by a couple points for Reese on that second place, and 
the points forced are so close that, you know, by the end of the season, can you have the tiebreaker? Um, so ultimately, week 10 is going to be a monster week. You know, I was just going over between mine and Mendo's uh, matchup. We have Brett versus Brad Mahan. We have Reese versus Jeff. We have J.O. versus Kressner. And we have Jake versus Colin. Now, Colin sitting at 6-3. and three. But that's not where number four goes to. Number four goes to Mahan's team. Down two spots from week eight. Down two spots from week eight, man. I finally moved you up to number two, and your team took a giant diarrhea shit everywhere. Pathetic performance at 96.1. DK Metcalf had 24 points. Zach Ertz had 20.8, and Cortland Sutton had 14.8. Zach Ertz finally showed up on the stat sheet this week. That was good to see. But... You ultimately lost to a team that had 167 points, so not much you could have done. But Aaron Jones and Tevin Coleman both went MIA. DJ Chark is now going to be dealing with Nick Foles instead of Gardner Minshew. So what will that do to his fantasy stock? We'll have to see. You do get Todd Gurley coming back off by, as well as Julio Jones. And Brandon Cooks was also on by, as well as your boy Matt Ryan. So this team ultimately had a a decent fight this week, but you're still sitting at a pretty, pretty, pretty steady spot here. There's no doubt about that. You're at five and four. You're going to own lots of tiebreakers as your fourth in points forced, but it's going to be a tight race for those final two wildcard spots. What's going to happen over these next couple weeks is ultimately going to determine that. Nobody's really locked up a spot yet. I'd say J.O. sitting at 7-2 is pretty close to guaranteeing himself a playoff spot with about one more win. At number three, we have Colin's team up one spot from week eight. He moved to 6-3 and three this week, and the luck just doesn't run out. He ends up playing Brett's team. Brett's team scores 95.5 points. Derrick Henry finally has a good week again, putting up 23.4. Galladay with 21.2. And Kittle with 16.9. Nice. Okay, but Collins' team is at 6-3. Again, we keep talking about it. We're going to keep reiterating it. The points against Collins is crazy. Let's see if it continues to happen this week against Jake's team with an in-division matchup. Jake's going to ultimately need that win to continue to fight for that second overall spot. Colin probably needs about one more win, two more wins to guarantee that top spot in that division. How he drafted these divisions was absolutely crazy, but he is, it's just, it's just everything that we say, you know, the guy is just a fighter. His team is back in black, he fights, he wins, he gets lucky, it never ends. Wash, rinse, repeat. Non-stop. At number two, we have Kressner's team, finally down from the one spot. He ended up taking a big loss this week to my team. He had 19.7 out of Watson, 16 out of Cooper, 13.9 out of Elliott. This team is still really poised in a good spot. No Kamara this week that was on a bye. But 
With that being said, J.O.'s team putting up 167 points, 36.1 out of McCaffrey, 33.7 out of Lockett, 31 out of Evans. This team is scorching hot right now, 21 out of Dak, 11 again out of Hunter Henry, 12 out of Jalen Samuels. Martin Walton got suspended, but who cares? You got A.J. Green back, Sammy Watkins with a possible Patrick Mahomes. Terry McLaurin is good. So this team is just getting hot at the right time, and it finally had me put you here at the number one spot. Mike Evans is dominating and looking like a top three, potentially top one fantasy wide receiver asset this year. And this was on a down week for Leonard Fournette, only putting up 9.7 points. I mean, he's just been a dominant force, and this team has been dominant. And that will do it, guys, for week nine power rankings. But really, before I sign off, we have to discuss the time travel. Is it possible that Colin has been time traveling into the future to see these fantasy games so he knows who to pick up at the right times and has J.O. working for him while he's away? Is it possible that he went to the future to clone himself and put him into the Itasca area, knowing we'd be friends with him and that he'd eventually get into this league and that way he could win a couple championships to take the heat off of him. I showed you guys today on paper. Spell out Jeremy Richard Olenek and you get Colin Hansen. The proof is in the pudding. Lord Voldemort, Tom Riddle, Colin Hansen, Jeremy Olenek, they're all synonymous. I have my finest team members investigating the time travel allegations, and we will get to the bottom of this by the end of the season. The penalties will be harsh for time travel in this fantasy league. They will be harsh. I will rule with an iron fist if I find out that anybody's been using time travel for a fantasy football edge. And that, my friends, will do it for the week nine power rankings.